FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and sign up for your free weekly newsletter. You'll also get three free reports. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. Welcome, and you are listening to the Financial Survival Network. I'm Kerry Lutz. Today's August 13th, 2020. Well, what's going on with COVID? Are we getting to the end of the pandemic, the epidemic, whatever you want to call it? What about uh, best practices to keep yourself safe and to not get it? And what about your risk? What are your risks of actually getting the disease? And what has been the government's role in all of this have they have they given us a good source of information a good information flow that would allow adults and people to make proper decisions well i'm not necessarily qualified to say that but dr david b samadi is an well noted uh, doctor from uh, from new york my uh, old home state uh, specialty in urologic oncology, and we're thrilled to have you here. First, any questions or comments? What do you think? Uh, what do you think the government's has done right? What do you think the government's done done wrong through the, the pandemic? Well, I, you know, I think we have made uh, tremendous progress, and we are certainly much smarter and more educated. This virus is no longer, in my opinion, an invisible enemy. We know exactly who he's going after and who he's targeting. And uh, what uh, we have done in certain states is that we've been able to protect the nursing home and the elderly and the people that this virus has been targeting. And in many different states like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, we probably didn't do such a great job, maybe because we were just not prepared or a lot of politics that went into it. But the bottom line is, I think where we are today, even though there are some spikes in certain states, and sometimes when you ease off and you open up the economy, you're going to see some numbers of this virus will go up. Um, younger people recover very well from this. Even if they get this, their immune system is very strong. Uh, but it's the elderly that we have to protect. Uh, the number of deaths are down, which is a very good news. We have a lot of great medications in the pipeline, which is also another great news. And then the other thing is whether or not you're a fan of the vaccine or not, in the next three months or so, we're going to see some form of vaccine. So a lot of good news in this uh, uh, battle against the virus. And, and we are making great progress. And uh, I agree with you much of what you said, doctor. And hey, if any of you have questions or comments, email us, kl at kerrylutz.com. So, doctor, what about the controversy over hydroxychloroquine? cocktail combined with antibiotic and zinc. This is something that should really just be left to the science and yet has become a complete uh, political boondoggle. Correct. And where I stand with this, as I mentioned many times, is that the government should stay out of the practice of medicine. They should leave it up to the doctor and the patient. They need to decide among themselves, look at the risk and benefit. And then if the patient is not happy, they can always get a second opinion. But this medication or ivermectin or remdesivir or dexamethasone, these are medications that we are desperately trying to use to keep patients out of the hospital and save lives at the time of pandemic. And there's absolutely no role for any politics when it comes to this. And that's where I stand with this. I totally agree. And we've had 51 international studies showing some benefit from 
from hydroxychloroquine in different different configurations, sometimes with the cocktail, sometimes by itself. We've had 16 that have showed that it hasn't done anything. And then there's the controversy of when the patient, at what progression of the virus they received the treatment. So this is all things that should be left to science. You know, politics has no role in this. I agree with you. And there are many studies that has been done that suggest that when it's used in the early phase, that it's actually effective and it works well. A lot of the studies that shows that it doesn't work, it's given in the late stage. But the bottom line is, it's not uh, about hydroxychloroquine. It could be about any medication that can reduce inflammation and prevent it from taking over your organs and end up in the hospital. And anything that we can do to prevent the patients from getting into the hospital on, on that intubation, it's worthwhile. And, and this is a safe medication, as you know, that has been around for a long time. Yeah, and I will make a confession to you, doctor. I am actually taking it now. I'm 63, generally good health, high blood pressure that's treated. But I got exposed to a couple of people that had COVID-19. And I said, you know, I'm not just going to wait around yes. to get it. And the doctor agreed. And, you know, no problem. I went through the first five days. That's his protocol. You know, 200 milligrams a day. Tolerated it fine. Now it's once a week and I'm taking zinc daily. And hey, do I know if it worked or not? I guess, I guess the good thing is hopefully I never will, right? Yes, I, I agree. I agree with you that uh, certainly it's worth looking into this, and that combination of the medication with zinc and antibiotics is absolutely the good combination, as you suggested. Yeah. So, education, because everything, all public health issues, all come down to education. Whether it's cancer, whether it's COVID nineteen, whether it's obesity, heart disease, uh, lung cancer, right. It all comes down to education of the public. And I point back, uh, I probably have a couple more years on you, Dr. Samadhi. Uh, but when I grew up in the 60s, I'm telling you, probably over 50% of the population smoked cigarettes. And this is a surefire way to a highly premature death for many of you out there. Now we look around, less than 18% are smoking cigarettes. And that number keeps going down by some counts as high as 70%. That's an educational campaign that's been very successful, hasn't it been? Absolutely. So education, you know, part of your function when you deal with patients is educating them in ways that you can help them and ways that they can improve your own health. So when you're looking at these COVID-19 patients, what pops into your mind into ways that you can actually help yourself fight it off? FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Financial Survival Network is brought to you today by Orin Resources, a junior exploration company with the appetite of a major. It's hot on the trail of the next globally significant discovery, creating enormous potential upside for you, the shareholder. Orin is one of the most aggressive exploration companies pursuing high-grade, scalable gold and copper deposits and has a premier seven-project portfolio, including its two flagships, Committee Bay in the Arctic and Sombrero in Peru. 
Aaron's unparalleled technical team and highly experienced management has a history of success in advancing and monetizing exploration assets. No wonder Aaron's been called one of the best in the junior exploration sector. Aaron trades on the TSX and the NYSE under AUG. To learn more, go to AuronResources.com. That's A-U-R-Y-N Resources.com. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. Well, absolutely. It's a very interesting uh, point you're bringing up. And in about a month from now, in September, I have my book coming out, uh, The Ultimate Manual. And it basically talks about this specific uh, concept that you're talking about as to how this virus during the pandemic actually went after uh, men more than women. Uh, and uh, the fact that diabetes, high blood pressure, and obesity were a major risk factor, and they were the target of this uh, virus. So through education, we want to make sure that at least the lesson learned is to keep the weights down, add exercise, healthy diet, making sure that your diabetes is under control. So a lot of good things is coming as a result of this pandemic to educate the public that the next time something happens, they will be in much better health. Uh, so it's a very strong point that you're bringing up. And the concept of exercise, but also getting outside, because one thing we do know uh, from numerous studies, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that outdoor transmission of the disease is relatively rare and unusual. And especially in the middle of summer down here, like in Florida, we've got 90 degree temperatures and the humidity. It's very hard to spread outdoors. I agree with you 100%. Uh, and uh, your point is well taken. I see people that are standing in front of the beach with wind blowing and there's nobody around them for like almost 300 feet and they're wearing the mask. <laughs> that doesn't make much of a sense. So uh, it's so true that the transmission of this virus outdoor is way lower than indoor. And I think we need to use more of a common sense uh, than anything else. A lot of times, you know, the government is telling us and, you know, almost like brainwashing you and scaring you about these things. But we know where the science and the facts are. So, uh, yes, going out there, exercising, breathing healthy air uh, is absolutely healthy. And, and especially six months down in this pandemic, there's a lot of anxiety and depression and pressure on people. So that's all good. Yeah. And I remember reading that during the pandemic of 1918, which killed a couple hundred million people around the world, one doctor figured out you didn't have uh, as many hospitals, uh, hospital beds back then. They had these field hospitals, and he found that if he took the patients out in the sunlight two to three hours a day, his survival rate on the pandemic went up by about 50%. Uh, that research got lost. Now, artificial environment in hospitals, we never think about that type of thing. But Sunlight uh, can often be the best disinfectant, can it? Yeah, it seems like at least like with this particular virus that the seasonal and the sun and the heat may or may not be affecting it. Uh, and the reason is because we're seeing like the spike in places like Arizona and Florida where the temperature is high. So there's there's always like whenever you have a pandemic, there are certain specific characteristics that goes with that virus that's uh, just very different than other pandemics. 
Um, and I think even you look at the numbers from 1917, from uh, even 2009 with H1N1, over 60 million people got affected by this. But the fear and panic from the media, mainstream media, was nothing like we have today. You know, they take like medications and they, uh, because the president, you know, publicized it and they turn it into a killer medication. So there's a, unfortunately, in one of my Twitters, uh, a tweet, I basically put in, 90% of what we're seeing today or hearing is politics and 10% is medicine. Um, and that's why it's great to have podcasts like this to educate the public and make sure that they are safe and they're responsible, but don't be letting panic and fear get ahead of you and, and interfere with your life. Yeah, That's one is about. And remember, like during the Black Plague, uh, one person got the plague and they would burn down whole villages. And I would yes. like to think that we've advanced somewhat from uh, treating the Black Death or bloodletting all those medieval uh, remedies that the cure was far worse than the disease and maybe the lockdowns Absolutely. and all that have been. And the, that's a very good point that you're bringing up because the complication of what we see as a result of lockdown is by far worse than the actual virus today. And the lives that are being lost and that are going unnoticed, that are not being counted, and people who are missing their cancer treatments and suicides and alcoholism and abuses that's going on is by far adds up to be much bigger problem than the virus itself. Your point is well taken. Yeah. Hey, and I appreciate you coming on, doctor. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the time. Hey, just tell us your book and uh, how we find out more about you. They are, they can go to drsamaditv.com, drsamaditv.com, and we're going to post information about the book, which is going to come out in about a month, the ultimate manual. And they can also go to davidsamadi.com and we'll put more information there as well. And I thank you for it. Uh, I thank you and for being a rational voice here because My science is where it's at. Hey, just uh, send us an email, kl at kerrylutz.com and the uh, website's financialsurvivalnetwork.com. Sign up for your free newsletter. Dr. Samadhi, thanks so much for coming on. Good luck. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Take care. FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and sign up for your free weekly newsletter. You'll also get three free reports. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next.